In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Men and women are different. They are equal, yet wonderfully different. Aren't you guys glad? It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. Welcome to the Men in the Arena podcast, where we interview specialists in the realm of manhood. Each of our guests is an expert in their chosen field or cause as it relates to men. Our conviction is for you to become your best by calling you in to the arena of manhood, calling you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and calling you up to your absolute best version of you. Because when you get it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we, we salute, salute you. you. Guys, thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos. I'm here with our producer and co-host, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? Doing awesome, buddy. Hey, right in the middle of speaking season, getting a little hairy. Yes, I, I do need a shave. Yeah, I, I'm hairy. thanking God I have not noticed that. But hey, the guys have been asking about booking me for speaking, and what would be the easiest way for them to do that? Uh, they could just go on to our website, the contact us area there, and shoot us an email. I'll get that, and then uh, we'll uh, see what we can do. And yeah. we also, on there, we have under events. We have, uh, you can look and see if we're even open then. So check that out and right. shoot us a contact. That's cool. And we're totally booked through probably the end of April. And then I'm not doing any, I don't do any speaking in July. So uh, you're probably looking at probably next year, guys. So if you want me to come out and speak, you can see uh, what our fees are and that type of thing. Love to come and partner with you guys. So, hey, do you got a man law with us today for us I today? I do. When we had our Men in the Arena event, I had a guy come up to me and he was talking to me about, he's writing, he's going to write a book on this. And I said, you got to get this book to me so I can use your man laws. Oh. So, yeah, I was like, so dude, that would be legit. So, what's the man law? He, he was actually sitting there and he said, never take the biggest steak when you're at an event. Like, or if you invite me over to dinner at your house. And uh, if I were to go in line first to grab food, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm taking the biggest chunk of meat, which, you know, would be awesome. But, you know, being as humble as I am, I probably wouldn't do that. So and that's you, his man law? That was his man law is don't take the biggest chunk of meat. Well, I would change and I, that and say wait until the very end and go through last. Well, and that's what I was going to say is usually those of us like you and I, when we go to events and stuff, we're usually the last guys in line to begin with. So... Well, you know, not, it's, it's, you're, not only are you serving the guys in front of you, but but you don't have to worry about your portion size either. Just yeah, do what you it, want. It baby. is what it is. So, hey, I want to talk to you guys today about the meat of the podcast. 
And this is called the Manhood Pentagon. And I've been thinking a lot about a couple things. You know, I wrote a book, The Man Card, five things that separate, five characteristics separating men from boys. Guys, go on and write a positive review on that. We haven't pushed that at all, but uh, go get that a book copy and, and promote that with uh, your buddies. Uh, it's a great, great resource. We can't keep them off the table at our events. But in that book, I identify five things a man does to keep his man card. He does five things, protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. So these are five things that he does. But I I started thinking about this man in the arena. You know, he does those five things, clearly, but who is this guy? You know, what mantles does he naturally carry? What makes him unique from males? What makes him unique from women? What is he naturally drawn to? What does the world of those around him look like because he's in it? Like, what are his innate passions? Who is this mysterious man in the arena and what does he bring to the table for those who love him? How has he been hardwired by God in his natural state? So these are things I've been wrestling with. And I love what author Stu Weber wrote years ago. He says this, and I really believe this. We just came off of an event this weekend in Florida. And we, <clears throat> you know, sometimes you'll have speakers and seminar presenters, and they present things that the women could listen to. Instead of doing things that are unique to men, Weber writes this, something that seems to be a frequent trend with Christian books, I would even say events, on manhood is that I find myself wondering how the principles being taught are truly manly. In other words, and what I mean by this is how do they differ from womanly? Most qualitative attributes presented in books on Christian manhood appear to be also applicable to womanhood. What men are looking for the most, I think, are the things that really identify them as men. That is, what exactly is it that sets them apart from women? So this is Stu Weber's quote. You know, in other words, if you you know, I, I've read some men, manhood curriculum, and it's like how to study the Bible, how to pray. Well, women are supposed to do that. You know, give me something that's specific and distinct to manhood. So I want to start off, and I want to state one fact. Here we go. Are you ready, guys? Here it is. Men and women are different. They are equal, yet wonderfully different. Aren't you guys glad? Her innate passions combined with your uh, uh, your uh, desires make the most beautiful combination in the universe. The true of you truly complete each other when you are synced in Christian unity. When you experiment life outside of the mainstream media, it becomes clear how different we truly are in form to our beautiful counterparts and in function. Thank God for that. So I've been wrestling with this, guys. Like, what does a man, who is this guy, and how is he unique for women? And I want to warn you, my wife has been a career woman for the last uh, 15 years. Uh, She uh, worked for the government in education uh, for 10 years, and most recently she is a flight attendant in the private sector. And so she is a full-time employee uh, I do most of the cooking in our household because I love to cook. I did that in high school and college, and so I love to cook for her. Uh, she does most of the cleaning, and so we have an egalitarian type of relationship. It just is that way. I lead spiritually. I lead in every area, but we do things equally as far as function in our in our household. So this is the perspective I'm coming from. So I'm not coming from this far perspective where I, I work and provide 100% of the income and she just stays at home and you know takes care of the kids type of thing. So our, our relationship is uniquely ours. So I want you to know that because here's what I think 
men do or what makes a man different. And I call this the manhood Pentagon. And this is kind of named after the Pentagon uh, in um, Washington, D.C., of course. And it has five sides. Each side is symbolic to the five branches of the military, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Coast Guard. And so I want to start with five things I've identified that make a man different than a woman. First of all, he's a protector and a defender. Versus her, she is a nurturer slash guardian. And again, this is generalization. Generally, a man is a protector defender, and she is a nurturer guardian. Again, they're countering each other. They're, they're coming together in unison. Now, if you don't believe me, if you don't think that's true, look at our bodies. <clears throat> we are bigger. We are stronger physically. We are, our bodies are utilitarian their look they look utilitarian they're built utilitarian she is built she is soft she has big mammary glands to nurse the children she is soft and cuddly she generally speaking she is built to nurture and so this is a major difference between men and women so i'm a protector defender that's what a man in the arena looks like second thing is i'm a fighter provider Versus my wife or versus a woman who is naturally a trainer or sustainer. In other words, hey, who's homeschools? Who stays at home and homeschools the kids? You know, I don't know if you know this, guys, but 93 women make 93% the income in America that men make. So they're really catching up. 57% of women now are college grads versus 43% of, of men. So there's a there's a, a, a overwhelming majority of or a pretty large majority of women graduating college above the men. They're making about as much as the men. But it's really interesting. Where I live, I live in a community of about 40,000 people. I overwhelmingly meet women and talk to women who would prefer to stay home and nurture and educate and love their kids and nurture and and build the household. The women are made to take a make the house a home. Men are made to build the house. And so this is what I'm talking about. Generally speaking, women are their desire, they are natural trainers and sustainers where we are natural fighters and providers. The third thing is this. Men are natural pursuers and builders. You might want to throw the word conquerors in there. We are made to conquer, to build, to pursue. Women are nesters. They're beautifiers. Generally speaking, let's look at this. Generally speaking, in the construction industry, you have an overwhelming majority of men. Men. In the interior design industry, you have a huge majority of women. So, because it's natural, it's what we naturally gravitate toward. Men are naturally about building stuff. Women are naturally about beautifying stuff or nesting, making things, uh, making your house, guys, a home. I could live in a tent, log cabin, I'd be happy. But my wife wants something beautiful, something that says home. Fourth thing is this. Men are naturally leaders and sacrificers. We are made to lead. We are made to sacrifice. Where a woman is naturally an advisor and a partner. Don't get me wrong. My wife does a lot of advising. I get out in front and lead, but it's her behind me, you know, advising a lot of the way. But what? Look at look at these. Look at the movies, guys. If you don't believe me, look at the movies we like. There's a reason why we call them chick flicks. 
<laughs> Women are drawn to the notebook. They're drawn to certain movies that really bring out this partnership, this romance, this this uh this getting coming alongside of somebody they love. Where men are our, our movies that we naturally are gravitating towards are you know uh the 13th was it 13 hours or Gladiator or Braveheart. You know, we're naturally drawn to these movies where these guys sacrifice for something great. I mean, I love the Band of Brothers series because it just talks about the tremendous sacrifice. It, it speaks to my my nature as a man, as a leader, as a sacrificer. And the fifth thing is this. Men are naturally finishers or problem solvers, where a woman is naturally a processor or a multitasker. So she can do a lot of things at one time where men, we can typically focus on one thing, but we're so good at finishing that one thing. Now, here's an example, guys. How many of your wives have told you at some point in the past, I'm going to tell you something right now, but I want you just to shut up and listen. I don't want you to try to solve my problem. Because men, women acknowledge this, that we are driven to finish and to solve problems, where they are driven to process and multitask through problems. It's a beautiful, beautiful combination. But guys, that's what we are as men. Who is that man in the arena? What does he look like? He's a protector defender. He's a fighter provider. He's a pursuer builder. He's a leader sacrificer. He's a finisher solver. Guys, you've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. We've got some amazing resources to help you on your journey to become your best version. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you guys download our free Men in the Arena app. We have tons of resources to help come alongside you in your journey to Manlius. Join the Men in the Arena closed Facebook forum for men and get involved with our weekly equipping blast. It goes out to thousands of men around the country. You can do that on our website. Guys, until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out and be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world on our closed Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. In our passion to help all arena men, we're offering an excellent free resource when you visit our homepage at meninthearena.org. Simply give us your email, and we'll send you a free PDF version of Jim's book for men called The Field Guide, a bathroom book for men. It's a daily study of manly words in the Bible explained with great stories. Thank you for listening to this episode the Men in the Marina podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, thank you for joining men in the arena from around the world who are becoming their best version. And remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.